permission to attack. Permission to shoot. Waiting for confirmation. Confirm now. The rising cyber. In today's episode of The Rising Cyber, we're going to discuss cyber terrorism. According to the FBI, there are international and domestic terrorism. International defined as violent criminal acts committed by individuals and or groups who are inspired by or associated with foreign terrorist organizations or nations. Domestic has the same definitions, but goes further into ideological goals stemming from domestic influences such as of a political, religious, social, racial or environmental nature. According to the Australian Security and Counter-Terrorism legislation, entitled Review of Security and Counter-Terrorism Legislation Chapter 5, terrorism in Commonwealth law is defined as an act or threat that is intended to advance a political, ideological or religious cause and intimidate an Australian or foreign government or the public by causing serious harm to a person or serious damage to property. I will include the link to the Australian Security and Counter-Terrorism for your reference. Now, cyber-terrorism is a premediated, politically motivated cyber attack against information, computer systems, computer programs, and data that results in a violence against non-combatant targets by sub-national groups or clandestine agents. It is simply the use of computers or any digital device, networks or the internet in order to launch a terrorist attack. It's the same concept like any other terrorist attacks, just in different settings, environment and vector. As we have discussed cyber espionage in the previous episode, it's good to differentiate between the two, cyber espionage and cyber terrorism. Cyber espionage main objectives is simply to spy and gather information without getting caught or exposed. While on the other hand, cyber terrorism objectives is to cause damage and needs to make this as much publicly as possible as part of its main objectives is causing terror and conflicting fear in people. The first wishes for their work to remain private, while the second main objectives for their work is to be public. Types of attack used in cyber terrorism. Cyber terror against a country and its citizen can take place at a number of levels of sophistication. 
with each level requiring capabilities in terms of both technology and investment made by the attacker. The damage caused is indirect proportion to the level of investment most of the time. There are three main basic attack categories. An entry level, an attack on the gateway of the organization, mainly its internet sites through direct attacks, denial of service or defacement of websites. Your typical DDoS type of attack, nothing major. Those of which we are seeing in conflicts between Hamas and Israel. Intermediate level, an attack on an organization's information systems. Computer systems such as server, computers, database, communication, network, data processing machines. One example is the Shamon computer malware, which infected computers of Aramco, the Saudi Arabian oil company in August 2012. Advanced level. The third and most sophisticated one, an attack on an organization's core operational systems. For example, industrial control systems, SCADA or IIoT. These attacks against the critical physical infrastructure, such as water pipes, electricity, gas, fuel, public transportation control systems, or banking payment systems which deny the provision of essential services for a given time, or in more severe cases, even cause physical damage by attacking the command and control system of the attacked organization. This is the point a virtual attack is liable to create physical damage and its effects are liable to be destructive. Such was the Stuxnet malware. I'll provide a scenario of a cyber terrorism attack and some cyber weapons of choice. A well-coordinated and executed cyber attacks hitting a major city water and power supply, hospitals, schools, and forcing all their systems to shut down, causing all schools to send students back to their homes. Hospitals stop responding to any emergency or accept patients. Electricity and water is shut down with traffic lights, trains, or any critical service or infrastructure is down. Similar scenarios happened and is happening on different scales every year. There are some cyber weapons of choice created for specific purposes and targets like black energy malware or Stuxnet. If you want to get a better idea about cyber weapons, just Google NSA ANT and click on the Wikipedia source, which includes a large list of NSA cyber weapons as published by Der Spiegel newspaper. You will find malwares such as Iron Chef that can infect any network. Even Genesis, which is designed to work against GSM radio frequency. And WaterWitch, a tool that allows its operator to find the precise location of a nearby mobile phone. Still, the most effective cyber weapons used 
in cyber terrorist attacks are the ones that target IIoT, Industrial Internet of Things, SCADA, and ICS in general. We discussed those in details in a previous episode in Season 2. As you can imagine, these types of attacks would conflict serious damage and could cause the loss of people's lives. As Eugene Kaspersky brilliantly explained, the term cyber war is used by many to describe many situations, but with today's attack, you are clueless about who did it or when they will strike again. It's not cyber war, but cyber terrorism. Questioning the label. Unfortunately, many academics and researchers who specialized in terrorism studies suggest that cyber terrorism does not exist and is really a matter of hacking or information warfare. They disagree with labeling it as a terrorism because of the unlikelihood of the creation of fear, significant physical harm or death in a population using electronic means. But according to a 2023 Gallup poll, 84% of Americans see cyber terrorism as the highest critical threat, surpassing nuclear weapons at 74% and foreign terrorism at 68%. If any incident in cyberspace can create terror, it may be rightly called cyber terrorism. For those affected by such acts, the fears of cyber-terrorism are quite real. As with cybercrime in general, the threshold of required knowledge and skills to perpetrate acts of cyber-terrorism has been steadily diminishing thanks to freely available hacking tools. For example, WannaCry was a byproduct of Eternal Blue exploit. I won't go into the rabbit hole of what name or label should be used, but Eugene Kaspersky's words resonate a lot of truth. Cyber Terrorism Recruitment and Communication The internet truly changed the world and redefined how we live our lives. As it is a tool for good things, it is used for malicious activities as well. Those malicious activities could be spreading some terrorist group propaganda or recruiting people to join their clandestine activities. Sometimes even using public chat rooms such as Yahoo, which is exactly what some terrorist groups did in Netherlands. The dark web has become their playground where they devise their malicious plans exchange and sell their cyber tools and zero days exploits and with the rise of machine learning and artificial intelligence you can be sure that they are already working on these trends as well mitigation against cyber terrorism the more digital our day-to-day world is becoming the more of a serious issue any cyber attack will become in the future 
these mitigations that I'll be listing will be different this time than the previous ones that I always tend to provide in my podcast. As this is a national and an international problem that needs to be addressed. Starting with academic institution and research centers, dedicating more research and devoting more time for cyberspace and cyber warfare and cyber terrorism. Governments must start treating cyber crimes with more seriousness. Rather than some think tanks and endless meetings and declarations, more action is required. Better prepare, train, equip law enforcement agencies with better cyber capabilities. To say it politely, see what New South Wales government is doing and do the opposite. You will be doing really good then. A well plan and strategy for critical infrastructure. Cyber resilience, and I will repeat it again, cyber resilience is key to better response to any cyber attack. Have a well-defined cyber response plan as a nation. Let's make some national cyber drills as a nation in 2024. That will be all for this episode. As always, thanks for listening and have a good day. The Rising Cyber Chetty Salady.